What happens when you take a redneck fishing guide and pair him up with a master beekeeper? Well, we're about to find out. Join our host Ken Milam and John Swan as they help you brave the sting of beekeeping to reap the sweet rewards. This is The Hive Jive. We'll, uh, <laughs> let's rewind here and actually start the episode oh, off. Oh. What are you reaching for? Oh, that's my, uh... There's headphone adapters everywhere. There's one here. There's one here. Like, there's all these. They're oh, that's everywhere. that's a bad one. That's a bad one? Yeah, that don't work. Oh. Okay. They're all mine, but, yeah. So... All right, let's let's literally rewind and start. Okay, we're going. I, I can, this is this is going to be a bonus episode. Uh-uh. This is bonus episode number twelve. Well, okay, so here is the um, here is the sad truth, everybody. For for all of you listening, this is your last Hive Jive podcast for 2019. Oh, okay. <laughs> so 2020 will be your first. Of this of our of our second season, twenty twenty yeah. will be our first. So this will be our final official podcast. Now that's not to say, as you mentioned about like a bonus episode, um, we could have a random clips episode that might sneak in there somewhere during our little break. Imagine that. But we're going to take a tiny little hiatus, and so this will be your final episode for two thousand nineteen, and this is going to be airing the week before Christmas. And then uh, we're going to take some time to kind of recoup and relax and spend some time with our friends and family and stuff over the holidays. And after New Year's, we will be back with brand new episodes for you guys for our second season and your second year of beekeeping. And the topics and everything will be much more varied and uh, full of variety to be redundant. (laughs) So Yeah, we'll be telling y'all if y'all will be feeding a solid sugar. We will do that episode in January. That will be one of the episodes we put out. We'll talk about how to make your solid feed and when you should do that and and how that should be done. And uh, we're going to go through and talk about um, a couple of our listeners who have uh, done... We're going to talk about listeners. I like that. We're We're going to talk talk about about them ones that are upside down down there in New Zealand and Australia. no. Okay. I'm I'm very disappointed in New Zealand. They have fallen so far down the list. They're number what seven now. Well, they do have their own podcast there. So oh, okay. I mean, you know, the Kiwi Mana Buzz Beekeeping Podcast. We the can Kiwi Mana Buzz Beekeeping Podcast. Be good. It's a mouthful. Yeah, it um, is. But it's actually very entertaining to go through and listen to and everything. And and you know, we had some interactions with them early on and and sent some fun things back and forth. They're the ones that actually sent you the video of the water going down the drain. Um, so that they could, you know, show you which direction it does or doesn't go. Um, they they have they talk with an accent down there. Well, they do, they do indeed. Yeah. And Australia, Australia has jumped up to the number two. They're the the number two place as far as countries that listen to us. Um, I went through and posted some things on social media about Spotify because every one of the the platforms that you guys listen to us on, if it is you know the the big major if it is the big major podcast networks out there, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, all of those. Mm-hmm. They all have their own reporting platforms, and mm-hmm. they all have their own independent feeds, and you can listen to them on that. But then there's all these other varietal little podcast apps and platforms and things that also pull from some of those other places and stream it. And so when we do our reporting, when you hear me tell the numbers like we did on the last episode about, you know, this is how many listens we've had, and this is how many countries it goes to, and these are the top countries and the top cities, all of that is coming from our main uh, platform, which we actually host all of our stuff through Spreaker, and that's what we're using to that's, go through and do all this. And it pulls. Spreaker is iHeart, right? Uh, I think iHeart may actually own Spreaker, yeah, yes. Um, but it is still its own independent thing. It's not iHeart directly. Right. Um, but Spreaker is its own platform. You can go pull and listen directly from Spreaker okay. without doing anything else. But that's the platform that we use when we're going through and we're doing these podcasts to host all of our stuff and to manage it and to put it out there. And it does an amazing job at pulling statistics from everywhere. But each of those individual things, I can log into just iHeart and see all the listeners that just listen through iHeart and the same thing through Apple Podcasts and Stitcher and Spreaker and all these others. Well, the thing that I posted, that was from Spotify. 
And so all of those numbers and everything in there, those are just our listeners who are 100% dedicated to listening to us just through Spotify. Wow. And so it was really kind of neat to see, you know, how the breakdown of that stuff was. And, you know, the listens and everything are going to be smaller because it's not taking into consideration the 50 other platforms that people could be using to go through and, and listen to. Um... Ooh, man, it is a, it is a, like food explosion in the studio this morning oh yeah it is i walked in and eric like stops me in the hallway and starts handing me multiple things got this uh nice little glass container at chex mix mm-hmm. and we've got some uh biscotti i think he said yeah it's a cranberry cranberry something i remember yeah. the cranberry part and then... cranberry almond biscotti that is a very fluffy chocolate cake is it I don't remember what it was called. Kahlua? Is it Kahlua? Oh, no. He, he told me what it was. None of it's on my diet. None of it's on your diet. Oh, <laughs> I've all of that. And, and, I, and, you know, I've only tasted one slice of that fruit cake. Because it's not on your diet. It's either. not on my diet either. But you made a whole lot of them for it not I being on your diet. I made 19 of them Tuesday, and I got to make this coming from Monday. I've got to make another 12 or 11. 11 Ooh, or 12. man. So we had uh, we had several people sending in recipe ideas and stuff for you, and we had several people asking about, um, well, you know, or commenting on who on their right mind makes you know eleven plus fruitcakes all at once, and uh, nothing to it. Well, also you're using a small pan, so it might have been oh, yeah. deceptive looking. On yeah, there. I use one pound pan. Yeah, there it's a smaller one pound pan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the social media was definitely having a heyday <laughs> with uh, <laughs> with all the fruitcake stuff. And we could, because, you know, you, we talked about, there were some listeners wanted to know which episode, or not episode, which, um, which recipe you were going to use. And, and you've got one that is, uh, been passed down and it's, it's a couple hundred years old. And so that is, that's kind of your baby. And so, you know, we told him, well, we don't necessarily know that he's going to, uh, give that away. I but wouldn't what? give the, all the ingredients away. Yeah, but <laughs> you sound like I'm me. Not gonna, I'm not going to give you the award-winning ingredients away. Yeah, you sound like me. When I uh, <laughs> when people ask me how to do the infused honeys, I've had other beekeepers ask me, you know, well, how do you do that? That's like, I haven't had one that turns out like that. And I'm like, oh, you know, it's you just do not this and this. It. And I leave out like, you know, three pages in the middle and I give them the beginning and the end. <laughs> and then I just smile. You just pour honey in a jar and throw some damn peppers in there. <laughs> and let it sit. But you need to make a hatch in pepper infused honey. Well, I could. Um I could do a hatch for the for the season. The the trick with some of that stuff that I fall short on is the the preemptive or the planning ahead on it because I don't think about some of that stuff. I've got so much other things, so many other things going on. I don't think about some of that stuff until it's time, right? Mm-hmm. Like this year around Halloween we found some really kick butt skull shaped jars that were food safe jars that I could have used to fill up with honey. And we found some really cool pumpkin shaped jars that you could do the same thing with. <laughs> and uh, so you bought them and no, 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 I, I didn't. It was, um, it was just more of a, but that's the, that's the point right yeah. there is, you know, I saw the stuff and I was like, oh, that'd be really cool to do right now, you know, like in the fall and do like a fall infused type honey. But the downside is getting all that stuff, figuring out the, the infusion, getting it working, and then putting it out there in time. I need to be working on that in the summer, planning for the fall kind of thing, and I already have that stuff stocked up. So I, I fall short when it comes to some of those because I'm I'm too preoccupied with the other stuff. But um, I have no idea. Like we just kind of started in the middle of all this. I know. <laughs> y'all, y'all, we'll go. We'll you'll, go back. You'll see and, a picture of everything we got in front of us. Yeah, we'll go back and uh, we'll add a beginning onto this. Yep. So that we'll have an intro. Yep. And we can talk about the other stuff. So, um, what? Do, okay. So if we give one of these away, uh-huh. how should we do that? I don't know. That's a, that's for you to figure out. Mm, but we got to we got to we got to tell everybody how how it's going to work. We've got the picture, so we'll do we'll do a picture of the actual. And John's done tried a pie piece. Of, what do you think of it? It's good. It's actually the first fruitcake I've ever had. So really, yeah. You don't eat fruitcake? I not normally. 
Most fruit cake are yeah. That's probably why I don't eat it. Everybody the says that. That one there is It's really is good. Good. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, it's not like a regular fruit cake. It's a white fruit cake, and people are going to wonder what's the difference in white and fruit white fruit cake and regular fruit cake. Molasses. You got it. That's exactly the reason. And I can't tell you no more. No, but you can't be. tell them what the molasses does. The molasses gives it a uh, a. You know what molasses is high in? It's iron, and molasses also darkens it, and it also gives it that flavor that people don't like. So you take the molasses out, and you use honey, and lots of butter, not so much sugar. Because I put so much fruit in mine. I have a lot of fruit, a lot of pecans. Now, I don't use walnuts. I use pecans because I'm from Texas. And we have lots of pecans. And um, all say you got a lot of pecan trees out there. Yeah, uh, those are all my pecans, too. I, I shelled them and, and uh, came off of my trees. So, see, it, it is got my award-winning honey with my award-winning pecans, which makes an award-winning fruitcake. <clears throat> You and your award-winning. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's dig this out. Clear across the studio where you can't hear me. This box, actually, I should probably take pictures of this. <laughs> this, sir, is yours. What is it? Oh, well, that's the fun part. It's a veil. <laughs> it's a veil. <laughs> Because it's light. Well, maybe. It could also just be a lot of Man Lake paper. Could be that, too. <laughs> open her up. Do I have to open it up nicely? No, you don't have to open it nicely. You can just tear the hell out of it. It is a very pretty plaid paper, though. Yeah. And we'll, uh, we'll put stuff online here so that uh, everybody can see as well. I see the... Uh... This is, the box. Yeah, I don't think the box has anything to do with anything. Oh, okay. This is this is totally an ASMR video. It's our not video, but episode. It's all about like sound. There. There's a bow. He found a bow. Come apart. <laughs> hey, look at that. You got an Amazon box. Now. Merry Christmas. Now. <laughs> I didn't save any of the paper. That's all right. Uh, you're probably gonna have to get that uh, knife back out, or you can use the one that you just gave me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can use this. That may be the bottom of the box. That's the untaped side. Now that you've cut it open, you can cut the other side too. <laughs> Got a lot of packing in here. It does have a lot of packing in there. It's a bottom board! I needed one! <laughs> Unpack it. <laughs> I don't want that paper back. No, no, it's good. You can keep it. <laughs> My award-winning honey pack. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Now you can officially say you have award-winning award honey. Award-winning honey now. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> yes, sir. I thought we needed to uh, we needed to legitimize. Your uh, your honey experiences here, so that we can actually have award-winning honey. I can tell you the picture. Yeah, you can actually see. Look, I've got an award-winning honey. That's right. So it's uh, we we got him a little plaque, a little framed certificate, and it says this certificate of and then award-winning honey is presented to Ken Milam from the Imaginary Institute of Honeyology. Yeah. <laughs> and, th and that comes from the vice president of the Texas Bee Association. That, that's true. So that means it's award-winning honey. <laughs> <laughs> My name's not on there anywhere. You can't prove that. <laughs> oh, okay. But you got it. Oh, okay. No, it's not. It's not on there. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I thought that was funny. I was being clever. Yeah, that worked. You can get up. Put it up in here. <laughs> Hang it up in the studio. Yeah. It'll be the only bee-related thing in our studio. I don't care. Um, I've often I've often thought about like redoing their decor, like leaving the, their sports stuff, but adding a ton of like bee things in here <laughs> around the walls, <laughs> and uh, seeing what they thought or said about it, and be like, "We're taking over your studio." Do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you see, they leave a ton of stuff in here all the time. I know. I clean it Junk. up all the time. 
Like every morning I come in, I like scoot it all over. Here, let me get a picture of it with you. So there you go. Merry Christmas, sir. Thank you. You officially now have award winning I have an award winning honey. honey. <laughs> got the award. You got the award to prove yeah. it. So now. Came from the vice president of Texas Bee Association. <laughs> <laughs> but did it though i mean you you can say yes you know like i literally did give it to you but um yeah my name is totally not on there anywhere cold coffee oh cold coffee is nasty. <laughs> that was a fun expression <laughs> that'll wake you up my coffee's still nice and I hot know. mine ain't ain't got grounds in it so also <laughs> completely off subject um yes. ken what are we gonna talk about i don't know we'll get there okay Ken also has been doing, if I can see if I can do this without having a damn shadow on it though. Ken can do uh, metalworking, metallurgy. Uh, blacksmithing. Blacksmithing. Oh, uh, this uh, part. Uh, yeah, I'm an old time blacksmith. And he has made a couple of knives for me. He made one for my birthday and then he just brought me one in as a Christmas present. That and sharp. And, Don't touch uh, yourself. They are really awesome. Made out of the first one was made out of uh, railroad a railroad spike, spike and yes. you know he went through and forged it and hammered it out and shaped it and that made a railroad really spike nice... was well over a hundred years old. Yeah, it, it, you it, can look at the tops and you can tell uh, by different designs on the tops how old they are. Hmm. And the older, the better. Still, the yeah. older ones are better. Still, Less that there was made from half inch coal roll. This one here was. Mm -hmm. So he goes through and he hammers these out. Shapes them, sharpens them, twists them, makes some real cool designs and stuff in them, and uh, they're they're actually they're extremely unique for sure. They're fun. See, you have all I these have little fun. you have all these little side projects that you could totally be like making money off of. Could this one be. would take you a lot of work though. Every time you had to fulfill an order on these guys. Yep. Yeah. That's that's a whole lot like beekeeping. It takes a lot of work. Yeah. It does take a lot of work. <laughs> Why do you think I keep telling you, stop buying bees, Ken? What? Well, haven't bought none in a while. Uh-huh. But I did talk. <laughs> you did go back out and buy more equipment. Yeah, I did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I got a bee, bee vac now so I can go start getting bees. Oh, that's true. It's in your truck, right? Yep. We'll have to go look at it. Yep. Okay, so... In the last episode, we went through and, uh, you, you know, you made a couple little jokes about, send us questions, send us questions. And Anybody send us questions? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We get questions all the time. Well, I, I go through, I answer a lot of them directly. Um, some of them we do save and we put on the show. Other ones, it, it really depends on the season and the timing. Mm -hmm. So we've had several questions come in that would actually apply to the spring, and I didn't want to address them just yet. Um, but they were fantastic questions. They were great. And I, I, you know, I responded back to the listener and let them know, you know, the answers and everything, and then told them that it may be in a future episode so that we would kind of put it off towards then. But, um, but maybe that guy is from down south and it is springing down south. In some cases that, that would actually be true if yeah. it were, if it were like, you know, Australia or yeah. other, other places of the world. Or Southern true. Africa or... Anywhere below the equator? Yeah. <laughs> the, south of the equator. Do, if, if they live south of the equator, mm -mm. does the blood rush to their head? No. Are you sure? Yeah. In, well, don't you remember? I know. We've you already had done your, that You one. had your professor from Australia yeah. send you in a thing, and, and he actually made a very good point. How do you know you're not the one that's upside down? Because mm -hmm. you look at the earth and it's right side up. No, we don't know that. Well, we do too. No, we don't. Because people fly around it in air in, in spacecrafts and they look down there at it and <laughs> I, I'm waving at them. It's like when you're down in the ocean. Once you're down there far enough, you don't know what's up or what's down. You don't know which direction. Oh, no, no, what. no, no. No, you do too. No, it depends on how far you're down. If you can see the sun, yeah. But if you can't see the sun, no. you don't know. You blow bubbles. And see which way they go? Yes. Yeah. You can't blow bubbles in space. And also, if uh, now I'm going to save somebody's life. If you're in an avalanche and you have been covered up by snow, spit. Okay. The, the spit will go uh, or down. <laughs> Go down. So that way is how you know. Mm -hmm. So, okay. My first grade teacher taught me that. <laughs> it takes a lot of time to chew with all those nuts in there. Oh, it's got a lot of pecans. You don't know how many pecans. I put four cups in of pecans 
Then it's got, uh, I don't know, a bunch of fruit. I've got people calling me and ask, Ken, can I buy some of your fruitcakes? Nope, I give them away. Sorry. Well, can I, will you give me two? Nope, I'll give you one. <laughs> you should start selling them. One of these days, I may start selling them. I don't know. I know here in Texas, you know, Corsicana uh, fruit, uh, the Collins Street in Corsicana, Collins Street Bakery in Corsicana, may sells a bunch of fruitcakes. And that basically is the same fruitcake that Corsicana is. It's a white batter fruitcake. They don't take, they don't put the molasses in it either. Yeah. And they put a lot of fruit, and they have a lot of fruit. I mean, a lot of nuts and lots of fruit. But I, they put walnuts. I only use pecans. I have to buy walnuts. I got pecans for free. <laughs> and for you folks down south that don't know what a pecan is, I'm sorry. Do you think they don't know? Oh, do they have pecans down south? I don't know. Do they fall up or do they fall down? Oh, Lord. When they thrash in a pecan tree, do they fall Every, up or fall down? Everywhere on Earth, thanks to the gravity and the spinning of the planet, everything's going to fall towards the ground, regardless if you think you're on the north or the southern, the upper or the lower. It's just like I was trying to tell you. In space, you can't spit. You can't blow bubbles. You don't know what is truly up and what is truly down. It just floats. No, you were saying in the, in the ocean. Yeah, I was tell, I was making an analogy from the ocean to space because the Earth is in space, and it's like being in the bottom of the ocean. You don't know what's up and what's down. You get Except disoriented. Godzilla lives in the ocean. He does? Yeah. Along with some other things. The yeah, Kraken. You, yeah. <laughs> okay. Are we going to talk bees? Do we have to? No, we can talk Godzilla and Kraken. I'm fine with that. Get to Kraken. All right, so what are you doing? Seeing where I was going to hang this oh. award-winning honey. I was having flashbacks to our Halloween episodes when we were all paranoid and kept looking out the windows, and all of a sudden you started looking up the wall and across the ceiling. I'm like, what are you doing, Ken? What's going on over there? He's going to hang his honey plaque up inside the, the studio here. Got to have something honey-based in here. Yeah, we got to have some bee things in here. We'll, we'll bring that in oh, for next season. I'll just bring a hive and put in here. I think, I think we will bring stuff in. For, for our second season, we will redecorate. I've got plenty of supers. You only just put a super. I'll bring a brood box, honey mediums, and we have, we'll just set it up in here. Top, bottom, and everything. That way we can tell people we got bees in here. <laughs> Then everybody need, coming. What the hell is this? We need some. Don't sort touch of, it. It's got live bees in it. We need some sort of like um, motion sensor activated speaker inside there, so that every now and then it'd be like start buzzing and roaring, kind of get their attention, then freak them all out. But yeah, no, I mean seriously, some of these things in here, like some of the cards and stuff that are hung up. So the the studio that we're in right now, um, we do have access to some of the bigger studios, but they take a lot more. Um, oh, yeah. manpower to actually run them because they have yeah. individual cameras at every single station, at every single mic, mm -hmm. and we can do live streaming and all that fun stuff from there. So that is actually something we'll, we'll put in a little teaser for that and kind of get you guys ready for it because you may have to wake up early in the morning. But next season, we are looking at doing kind of as a... <sighs> As our, our anniversary for our first year podcast there, back around the date when we first started releasing episodes, we're kind of looking at going through and doing like a special big episode that will actually be live streamed. So you guys can actually go through and you can comment and listen along with us live while we're doing it and see us live either through Facebook or Instagram, depending on which platform we end up having it hooked up to. But that'll be really fun. We're going to have some special guests in the studio with us and, and we'll actually use the big studio and have uh, several people in here. I'll so. have to keep my shirt on then. Yeah. Yeah. Damn you it. can't, can't be in here in your undies, Ken. Sorry. <laughs> Don't want to anyway. It's 64 degrees in <laughs> it is always cold in here. Yeah, it is. Um, but this studio, so we are in AM 1300 The Zone studio, mm -hmm. and the only other show that is really done in this studio is a sports show. The morning show. And which one is it? Uh, Chip and Harge. It's the morning show. Is it the bottom line? Bottom line, yes. Oh, so it it's those guys. Yeah. <laughs> those guys. Yep, those guys. So they're in the studio <laughs> they Monday like, through Friday. 
They like they like animal, animal crackers because there is this four pound freaking tub and of they animal crackers it once a week. They'll empty that thing once a week. Good lord! <laughs> uh, so they're they're in the studio Monday through Friday, and so they they do occupy the majority of the time. And then Ken is in here on Saturdays and Sundays, and then I'm in here usually Saturday or Sunday, um, not usually both. But it's uh. It makes it really interesting, but they do definitely monopolize the space with their sports stuff. But a lot of the things that are hanging up in here have been here for two years plus. Well, they've taken a lot um, of it out. No, no, that up there is the 2018 Big 12 winter predictions. So oh, that's yeah, way that's outdated. Right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so we, we can use some redecorating. We'll put some B stuff in here, and, and it'll probably drive them insane. I'll bring an eight-frame brood box with two supers two mediums on top you know the one thing that's really out of place that i just noticed that clock is of the last supper that is tell you about that clock really bizarre we, uh, uh, <laughs> oh i'm having a I'm you guys having, thought yeah. the last episode was yeah. random <laughs> <laughs> you go on you tell me bucky, about the clock i'm gonna bucky eat. uh bucky we used to, he was the sports guy here Bucky also was a uh, Bucky Bonner. Bucky was also the coach for all of the re, uh, running backs for a, a UT. And Bucky had to wear that like 50 cents. You know how 50 cents wears the, the clock on? Mm -hmm. He lost the bet and he had to wear that <laughs> around for his a neck. week. That's a big clock to wear around your neck. And he wore it around his neck for a week. So that's why that clock's here. That's what it's all about. It died a long time ago. Oh, yeah. It just needs a C-cell battery in it, and it'll run again. <laughs> Sorry, like Bucky. No. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, he's still on. He's just on another, another, another channel. Gotcha. Well, last episode, you did go through, and you did say that we needed some listener questions. And uh, we did have... We do have listener questions that, that come in quite frequently. I try to keep the ones that are relevant and okay. save those for the air. And, mm -hmm. and sometimes if we're doing an actual listener question episode, mm -hmm. we'll put whatever anybody has sent in, in there. But if we're just doing like some of the random ones where they pop up, mm -hmm. I try to go through and keep them um, just a little bit more relevant for the season. But this one's kind of a 50-50 on this. But we did have this listener question come in. This is from David. And David says, hello, boys. On the last episode, it sounded like you guys wanted a fall-winter bee question. This is my first year with bees. Now, brace yourself. He's about to sound like you. Imagine that. <clears throat> I have four lings and two top bars with 12 packages already ordered for next year. He got me beat. I better order some more. I only got 11. <laughs> guys, please don't don't encourage Ken. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just ordered two more. I have 13 now. Oh, Lord. <laughs> He's going to get out his phone and start calling people yet. right now. I haven't yet, but I did find some people raising new bees, and I think I'm going to have to buy some of their bees. Oh, Lord. All right. So back to the question. I'm going to pretend like I didn't hear any of that. So this first year, I have four lings and two top bars with 12 packages ordered. In the middle of September, I made three splits. Each split had a brood frame, a food frame, and then the rest was drawn comb. Uh, oh, sorry. A brood frame, a food frame, and a drawn comb frame, and then two foundation frames, meaning no wax drawn on them. Mm -hmm. They accepted R. Weaver Queens, which is a uh, local Texas breeder. There's R. Weaver and B. Weaver, which, yes, they sound familiar because, yes, they were related and they are the same family, but they had a split and there was some discord over how things should be done, and so they divided in half. And Bee Weaver is the treatment-free version, and R Weaver is the treated version. And that's that's the little short and long story of that. So they accepted the R Weaver queens, and I fed until it got cold. I had one warm day right before Thanksgiving, and I went out and took a peek, and I'm now down to just one nuke. He's in the Abilene area, so Abilene, Texas. Um, we went from summer directly to winter without much fall this Us year. Us too. I'm in Lano, yeah. I'm assuming that I made a rookie mistake and I started those too late. Thanks, David. Well, yeah. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't even do it that late in the year. Well, here's the here's where the you can make splits. You can do fall splits and you can requeen them. But the trick is the difference between fall and spring. In the springtime, so the bees themselves, they know 
the seasons. They mm-hmm. know as the days get longer and as food's going to be becoming more plentiful mm-hmm. and it gets warmer, but they also know as the days are growing shorter and getting colder, mm-hmm. right? So they have an ebb and a flow to their season and their cycle. And it's really, really hard to stimulate them and encourage them to do things outside of their natural instinct. In the spring... They're not going to make comb. That's it. That's the key right there. They won't make comb in the fall. You have to... It has to be drastically artificially stimulated in in optimum conditions to get them to draw wax in the fall. like I do. I've got plenty of comb if you need some. (laughs) Plenty. (laughs) Careful. You're going to be shipping things to Abilene. Um, So in the spring, when you do go through and you make a split, you can do a very light split. And that's basically what he talked about. Mm -hmm. You have one frame of brood, one frame of food, one empty frame for them to lay in. And the rest of it, as they grow, they will draw the wax out and the rest of it. And they're not going to do that in the fall. So if you were going to do a split in the fall, it needs to be a full heavy split, which means... If you're doing a five-frame nuke box, first off, they definitely need to be in the nuke box. You don't want to give them a 10-frame box because that's going to have the heat go away from them. You want them to be in a smaller box. And you're going to want every single one of those frames to already be drawn out and already be used. So when you make a fall split, I would say that you're going to do two frames of solid bees... Mm-hmm. and then maybe one frame of open cells that they can lay more bees in and or put food in, and then one to two frames of capped food stores. And then you're going to still feed them, and the whole point is you want them to continue growing, raise as many bees as they can, and then start packing in the rest of those food stores so that by the time winter comes, your five frames may only be one or two frames of bees and everything else is capped food, so they have plenty to make it through the winter. That's kind of the scenario. If you do like David did and you start it late and you start it light, they're never going to build out enough comb. They're not going to build any comb in mm-hmm. most cases. So and then we were in a drought too. So right. It, yeah. So you've narrowed them down to just three frames, mm-hmm. one of bees, one of food, and one open. Now, they may be able to survive that way, but not without intervention. So when we look at our hive boxes. And we've had several questions come in. Actually, we had a lady that sent an article in and she wanted me to go through and and read it and take a look at it. And I responded back to her, but it's about wrapping your hives. And if your colony is nice and big and strong and can produce plenty of heat, then you don't necessarily need to wrap it, especially down here in the Southern States and and like central Texas. No, we don't have to, but Mm. It is not a bad idea to do it no matter where you're at, because in the natural world, if you were looking at things from a bee-centric perspective where it was just how the bees would do it, they have evolved to live in a tree cavity. And that tree cavity is a minimum of three inches thick, if not more, and that's solid wood insulation that actually protects them. The bark of the tree is really well designed to go through and help insulate everything and all the solid wood on the interior of that. And then you've got this open chamber in there that the bees are in. And when you're going through and you're looking at all of this, they are, they're, they're so well insulated inside that cavity that they don't necessarily cluster like they do in our boxes. They don't form their winter cluster. They don't have to get all tight together and vibrate to generate heat. They can stay more loosely dispersed and they can still move around inside that colony and do things. So if you've got a colony and you're going to put it into a small box that only has three-eighths of an inch of wood around it, that's not very much insulation. Not at all. And so when you put them in these artificial boxes, be it a Langstroth or a top bar, if they're made out of regular three-quarter inch wood, There's not a lot of insulation there to them. So what they have done is they've created this new side effect where they go through and they actually cluster very tightly and they vibrate to generate that heat and they can't move out of that cluster until the external temperatures warm up enough that they can regulate that temperature and be able to move. So if you do put your bees into a smaller container like, like what was described there in David's message... I would definitely insulate the heck out of that small box because the more insulation you give them, the less work they have to do and the more they can focus on continuing to raise brood a little bit into the later months of fall and winter and continue to storing food, but they're not going to freeze and die. And, and a lot of times that's what happens. They get so cold, they cluster and they can do, basically the only thing they can do is vibrate to generate that heat, but it's still not hot enough to allow them to move away from that cluster. So they, they may have that frame of food right beside them, but they can't break cluster and go to it to bring food back to the rest of the bees. They're too cold to do so. And then they end up chilling and starving and dying. So insulating your hives is not a bad thing 
depending on the circumstance and the scenario, if you do have a small cluster like that, it is definitely something that can be done. And it's one of those wonderful things that in the fall time or in the winter time, if you chose to put up a windbreak and if you chose to insulate your colonies, it doesn't really matter. Even if your colony is in a place where it doesn't get that cold, it's still not going to hurt them. It's only going to help because the more insulation you provide them, the better they can actually regulate both in the summertime and the wintertime. So it's not a bad thing in that regard for sure. But that is the, that's David's question. So thank you for sending that in, David. And I, I had already sent that response back to him. But for the rest of you listeners, so that you can kind of hear the situation and scenario, there you go. Sounds good to me. Go wake up, Ken. I'm having a hard time. Got to have another shot of that cold coffee. I'll fix it. I done <laughs> drank it all. I'm going to have to go get me some hot coffee here Get in you a some hot coffee. Yep. Maybe a piece of, uh, yeah, I might cheat. You're going to cheat? You can't cheat I on your might. diet, Ken. I know. Making all this cheesecake. No, it's not cheesecake. I don't know why I said cheesecake. Fruitcake. 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 All right. So on the subject of fruitcake, we have talked about this quite a little bit. Um, we can. Ken is willing. He's not willing to give you the recipe. I'm not going to give you recipe, but I'll but give you a fruitcake. He will give you a fruitcake. So let's figure out how that would work. Hmm. It's a one pound fruitcake. And I could make a two pound. I'll send we, you two one no, pound. No, 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 no. The one pound's fine. I'm just going to give them a one pound. One pound's fine. You don't have to make special containers got, or anything. You've already got these things already set up. So It's got, and the lo- longer that cake, the older that cake gets, the better it tastes. And, you know, two, in four or five years, it is, you know, oh, Pope will ask you for it. No. <laughs> I better not say that. <laughs> but, no, I've never, no, they've only had them two or three weeks old but the older that cake gets the better it gets i mean it's just the way old timey fruit cakes are made that's what and some people pour rum all over them and whiskey all over them the alcohol the alcohol makes sense about preserving things for sure i don't know about otherwise but the alcohol does make sense on that no i pour alcohol in mine but you know why i pour alcohol in it so that's got alcohol in it yes Oh. But it doesn't. But you can't taste it in it. It's, no. The only reason I use alcohol is uh, in your candied fruit. You pour whiskey or rum into it to break the sugar down, so you can stir it. Mm. Because if you don't, you can't stir it. So that's why you have to put alcohol on your candied fruit, hmm. so you can break it down and and where it'll stir. It's another part. You just got another part of my award-winning fruitcake. <laughs> Slowly but surely, guys, we're going to work it all out of him. <laughs> yep, maybe. All right, so how would we do this? Um, okay, so this has got to be some sort of contest. They've got to do something for it, and we'll definitely do it through social media. I do know that a lot of our listeners, um, <laughs> there's a lot of people that do just one. Like they may do just Instagram, but not Facebook, or they may do just Facebook, but not Instagram. And I totally understand that because I, I am like the world's biggest holdout. I hate doing social media. I only do it because of the show and because of my businesses, and that's it. I don't I don't really get on and do anything on my personal stuff. So. He don't like to talk on the phone either, but he does it to me. Uh, well... Talking on the phone is a challenge when you're in a bee suit and you've got um, lots of things trying to sting you. Yeah, I'm not about to answer the phone, but I will text, and uh, and a lot of times you'll get a message back that just says, "Hey, sorry, send me a text." Yeah, because um, I can definitely text without having to take off the gloves in the suit, but I I'm can't. not going to answer the phone otherwise. I can't because usually I can't. Well, I I have yeah, coat, the, yeah. The whatever, you've got the outer, the outer box, outer box, outer box, outer box. Yeah. Um, so we need some sort of contest, something that they would have to do. They're going to have to post a comment on either Facebook or Instagram. It does not have to be both. Um, by the way, on Instagram, we are up to 903 followers at the moment. Good guy. So we're almost, almost to that 1,000 mark. Um, it would be really amazing if we could end the year with 1,000 followers. That would be awesome. Yeah, it would. Um, so, but I don't want to have to force people to... Uh, to do that. But if you want a damn fruitcake, you better do it. No, we don't want to force you to it. Uh, well, I was going to say, I don't want to, I don't want to force people to have to, to bring in listeners or followers or anything like that. Um, this is going to be a lot of editing 
to get this Most down likely. to get this down where it needs to be. That last episode, um, you guys went through. You know, you heard at the tail end. We were we were laughing and joking about can we just delete it and start over? And and we don't know what the episode was going to end up being like when we put it out there. Just for your guys's information, that episode in its totality was an hour and forty five minutes long. And it what got edited it down to 40 minutes. <laughs> so you took an hour, over an hour <laughs> I, I took over an hour out of that episode wow. of things that were just so off topic and random. Um, and that is where some of the listener, not list, sorry, that's where some of the random episodes or random clip episodes come from is things like that. Um, uh, okay. All right. So back to this contest thing. When we did the followers on Instagram, that's really like, that was our bigger thing that we were really trying to do was get mm-hmm. to that thousand follower mark. And you failed us on stealing Ken's honey, um, yep. which now is award winning. Thanks yep. to his now little award that he got. Honey, Cause y'all didn't steal it. <laughs> well, we enough to put it into the contest. He's got his own little plaque now that it, that identifies yep. it as award winning honey from the imaginary Institute of honeyology. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's the key point right there. Imaginary. I should have underlined that word. <laughs> but, Anyhow. But the vice president of the Texas Bee Association gave it to me. <laughs> Depending on how um, long lived this podcast is, people could be listening to this <laughs> in the future when you know that person may be somebody completely unaffiliated with anything and they'll be like, What? <laughs> you gave Ken Milam an award. Who the hell's Ken Milam? <laughs> like what? Well, what honey? <laughs> oh, I would hope not. If they're the vice president of the Bee Association, they should uh, they should definitely know the answer to that question. Um, okay, so for this little giveaway challenge here, uh, for the for the opportunity to get Ken's honey. We're going to get my honey away Honey, oh, I'm, so, I'm so I'm still stuck on that. I'm sorry. I was thinking about that. I'm we'll looking at, at a fruitcake. We'll give my award-winning clear as a bell spring honey. Here he is talking ahead of time. He don't even know what it's going to look like, taste like. <laughs> Making promises, man. Okay, so for your opportunity to win Ken Milam's award-winning fruitcake that has his award-winning honey and his award-winning pecans... Um, here's what you'll have to do. So we're at 900 With delicious cherries. We're at 900 followers on Instagram. And I'm not going to put on there that to win we have to hit 1000 followers, but here's what you need to do to enter to win the contest, right? And we'll just randomly draw from there. So we'll have a post up that will say enter to win the fruitcake and we'll have a picture of the fruitcake in there and you must Tag a friend that is a beekeeping friend in your comment, preferably somebody who maybe doesn't know about the hive jive, but from the sounds of it, a lot of you guys have been doing an amazing job at spreading the love and spreading the word of the show to everybody and anybody that will listen to you that has anything to do with beekeeping. So number one, go through and put out there a post on Instagram or on Facebook. You can do Facebook as well. It doesn't have to be both, but one or the other, Instagram and Facebook. Put a post on there, on on our post, put a comment on there, tag a friend in the comment, and then come up with a clever name or phrase for Ken's Fruitcake. So name Ken's Fruitcake. One of our posts that we put out there said, hello, honey cakes. So it can be something fun like that. It can be tongue in cheek, um, you know, just some sort of clever little one liner that has to do with fruitcakes. Or Ken. It won't stick on the wall. Ken being a fruitcake. (laughs) Whichever. (laughs) But go out there and do that. So that's how you can go through and enter to win. And hey, you know, if some of those people that you tag in there, if they're not already following us and they choose to follow us and we hit a thousand followers, that would be awesome. But we're not going to hold you to that to win the fruitcake. And then we'll go through, we'll randomly select a winner and we will ship that winner a little one-pound mini loaf of Ken's award-winning fruitcake. He only has a plaque to certify award-winning honey at the moment, so Ken's future award-winning fruitcake. Yeah. Yeah, Award-winning fruitcake with award-winning pecans, award-winning honey. I I beat the flower out with a hammer. I got out there and put it on the concrete and sit there and beat on the the oak, oak kernels. To a made flower. Oh well, so <laughs> not quite that bad. Just I think to, I just went to HEB and bought it. <laughs> just to just to recap, then real quick. So the way to enter 
on Facebook or Instagram, either one does not have to be both, but on Facebook or Instagram, either one, you will see a posting out there that has the Enter to Win Ken's Fruitcake, and you will go to that posting, and then you will put a comment down in the comment section of that posting, tagging a friend, and then also, they both have to be there, tag a friend, and then also put a nice little one-liner quip or name Ken's Fruitcake, something to do with Ken and Fruitcakes, funny and clever to be put in there and we'll go through and randomly draw the winner from that so that is your guys's challenge that'll give you something to think about and we will leave that up there for eh, we'll be off the air so we'll leave it up there for what a week two yeah, weeks sounds good just a week mm-hmm. all right so we'll leave the posting up there for a week and then we will do the drawing um sometime around christmas yeah so as we said to you guys at the beginning of the show, this this is your final official episode for 2019 for the Hive Jive. And there may be a random bonus episode that we will put out towards somewhere between Christmas and New Year's, maybe. But it won't be until 2020 where we will come back with season two. So, um, you know, our apologies. I know that you guys, you know, especially a lot of you out there would like us to be doing this um, more than once a week. And there's uh, there's at least one of you, <clears throat> Brett. Who thinks that we need to be doing them every single day. And so... <laughs> Don't think we can get into... You I drive will, too far. You guys will have to... Uh, you'll, you'll have to hunker down with your family and uh, spend some time with them for the holiday season and everything. So we're all going to take a little bit of a break. But we will be back and we'll be looking forward to talking to you guys in 2020 at the beginning of the new year. And we'll be back with brand new episodes. We will finally go through and address how to go through and make actual hot like solid food to feed the bees the sugar fondant and candy we'll have an episode dedicated just to that have a lot of interesting interviews and everything coming up for you guys and we'll have more advanced topics and discussions on beekeeping now that we have finally moved away from that year one and we'll start moving into year two and so that'll open up the doors for a lot of more interesting subject matter that we can talk about as well so we look forward to all of that and we hope all of you guys have a happy holiday be it whatever type of religion or holiday you celebrate have a happy 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 that's easter that's next year (laughs) have a Hey, happy holiday, and we will see you guys in the new year. Happy Easter egg. <laughs> That's next year. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Yes. Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. Ho, ho, happy holidays. Ho, 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 says Ken. There, there we go. <laughs> All right, everybody. Be good. Be good. Be safe. Be warm. Bye. Bye. Y'all be good been listening to the hive jive we appreciate you joining us on our beekeeping adventures and you can find out more information about today's episode online at thehivejive.com and as always thanks for listening all right so if we were Uh going to give this away Uh how would we like what would they need to do what would we want them to do Oh. I don't either. Well, taste it first, and then you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Eric's going to come get him. A, no, he's, we're recording. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> we're going to record you smacking. Nom, 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 nom. Chewing in the microphone. What do they call that? ASMR? Oh, something oh. like that? Chewing the microphone. Audio sensory something recording. Yeah. Mm, nom, nom. Yeah, no. <laughs> I got you enough. That'll get you in trouble. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Try your hunk of that. Play with the knife, Eric. Just don't juggle with him. Speaking of knives, um, so. I gave Eric one just like it. Yeah, I. I sit there and cut both of them. I mean, I mean, it's identical. Oh, damn. Pretty damn good, ain't it? I got a lot of orange in it. No, it's lemon. Is it lemon? Yeah. It's citrus. Yeah, it's lemon. Wow. And uh, I don't lemon put... Lemon juice or, or zest? I, I don't put any. No, it's extract. Lemon oh. extract. Okay. I, I don't put any molasses in it. That's mm. why people don't like fruitcake is because the molasses... The molasses gets all yep. transit. Yep. Mm. Really Nothing but flavor that is lemon and vanilla. Mm-hmm. And that's it. You can taste it. Mm-hmm. Big time. 
And lots of pecans. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And fruit. Mm -hmm. That's all that's in it. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you. See you tomorrow. Yep. All right. uh, well, not John. You'll see me. Right. Thank you, sir. Thank you. <clears throat> <laughs> it's good pie. it's a good cake ain't it what all is in this like what uh without giving away your 200 year old secret recipe all it is is flour it's a cup of flour cup of sugar uh half a cup of honey it does have honey in it i don't just put it on the top and then i put uh it's supposed to have two cups of sugar but i only put and I cut a cup, a half a cup, because Mama's was always too sweet for me. And then I put a two ounce or an ounce and a half of lemon extract, ounce and a half of vanilla, and stirred up. Oh, and a half a pound of butter, <laughs> and a bunch of pecans and a bunch of fruit. It's got a little citron in it too. What is the fruit? Oh, the fruit is uh, cherries mostly. Candy cherries. Uh-huh. What's the green? Is that a cherry it's too? Cherries. It's a green cherry. Hmm. I buy that. It's fruitcake mix. Then I put cherries, whole cherries in it too. Crazy. It's damn good. It's got a lot of nuts. It's got a lot of pecans. <laughs> I like pecans. And I got plenty of them. Hell, I didn't bring you any pecans. That's because I have that giant bag already. I trust you said you already have a bag. Yep. Now I'm all sticky. But that's that's <laughs> probably one of the best fruitcake recipes. I, the only one that's close to it is Collins Street Bakery in, uh, in uh, Corsicana, Texas. And they sell a shitload of those. I have people wanting to buy those. They want to buy them. And I have never sold them. I give them away. You just give them away, huh? Mm -hmm. Should we give them away to our listeners? Yeah, we can give one away to the listener. No trouble. Hmm. We just put it in a small uh, UPS box and ship it to them. He makes that sound so easy. Yeah, not do it. <laughs> I have a feeling I'll be the one that has to do that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can do it. 